It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP podcast time. It's Talk LP podcast time. Amber Bradley, your host with a special guest needs no introduction. Tom Meehan. What's up, man? Hey, Amber. I'm so happy to be here. My favorite podcast. Yes, of course it is. Trying to find the time. Yes, (laughs) it's awesome to be here. All right. It's hard for you to find the time because Tom is Chief Strategy and Chief Information and Security Officer for Control Tech. True. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it is it is busy, right? We're all yeah. really busy, which is a good thing. And uh, in our space, busy right now with COVID is different than busy a year ago. Yeah, I love it. Look, how, so I'm curious though, uh, these titles, I want to know, because you are one of those executives in loss prevention that decided to go to a solution provider um, and add value there, which I always, to be honest, Take an upgrade on the solution provider for hiring someone from the field because loss prevention is so unique, right? I mean, not a lot of people get it when they're talking about what you guys as LP executives actually do. So huge upgrade for Control Tech for actually investing in somebody that was in the field and leading such a big deal. I mean, these titles aren't piddly. So what? So tell us, tell us what you do there. I think it's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's important to say is that, you know, there's a subset of, and this is a recent phenomenon, right? It was pretty common to see folks that when they retired, the, their natural progression sometimes is I'm not ready to really retire. So I'm going to go help a solution provider out. Um, and I, I think there's a few people in the industry that took a different path. And for me personally, um, it was not the plan. The plan was probably what everybody else's plan. I was a director at Bloomingdale's and I would love my job and was like, I'm going to be the VP and I'm going to do these things. And I was there for 14 years. And um, uh, a couple different people reached out and said, Hey, would you ever think of this? And at first I was like, no, that's crazy. Why would I do that? You know, that that's not what I am. I'm not a salesperson. And then when I started to talk to control tech, it was, um, you know, can you help with the strategy of the organization? And I started doing research and the chief strategy officer is really a, a role that was AIG, I think was the first big company to do it. And it was about 2002 that these massive companies started to say, we need this intermediary role that helps support the execution and the mission for the company. And so when I started to think about it, it was kind of the ideal role where usually chief strategy officers are executors, people that come from the field that help drive the mission, but also own parts of the business. So today at at Control Tech, um, I oversee the product and solution portfolio, all the information and technology initiatives, marketing, um, uh, all our installation department. And then um, I do obviously help with business development because I think anybody and everybody sells. That's the chief strategy role. The chief information security officer is, you know, my, my background is asset protection, 22 years. But in that, I was fortunate to work a lot of uh, kind of hybrid information technology roles. I grew up in an AP when they're, you know, my first job, I had no email. I used to tell people we carry a pager. And then I grew up in the dot-com world actually <laughs> living the digital transformation. So um, it's always been kind of a passion. It's what my training is. So when you work with a lot of solution providers, they don't really have someone on there that's truly engaged with the security aspects of making sure that when you're delivering something to a customer that you're thinking of 
I want to make sure that I'm safe and they, and so is the customer. And I don't mean that as a shot. Everybody has someone in that role, but to take the time to say, we want to specialize it yeah. in our space. So that's really where it is. And, and one of the biggest questions I get asked is, what do you actually do? And, and the answer is, I, you know, I manage business units within it. And it was a difficult personal decision because I, you know, my career and my life, even my family was like, wait, what are you doing? You know, you, you, you know, don't you have this plan? And, and then, so, but it was great. It was a great, great. No decision. regrets. No regrets. Well, that's important. And Control Tech's a good company, makes good things. So curious, um, also an author. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, you know, it, it's a. So I, you always wanted to write a book when you were a little kid? I did no. always want to write a book when I was a little kid. As a matter of fact, um, I love to read today. Um, I loved, I've loved to read for the last probably 10 years. Prior to that, books and writing were not my, my, my primary go-to. Um, so, uh, you know, it started with really a passion for learning. And uh, I think when I got into my first corporate job at Bloomingdale's, um, I, you know, I was fortunate. I worked for Chad McIntosh, uh, who would kind of recommend books. And then it became this, this, I'm going to read a book a week. That was my goal. And that sounds crazy. But at that time, that's where I was faced with. And I started to realize that, wow, I'm missing out here. I can get so much information and do all these things. And that's how it started. And then um, we built some really cool things at Bloomingdale's. I had a great, I, I was surrounded by great people, great leader, yeah. great team. And so we built, you know, uh, the, the first, I would say one of the first in 2011 social media monitoring platforms for asset protection. Ooh, and, that's uh, cool. Yeah. And, and, and so the way he started writing was Chad had said, was talking to someone and they said, well, talk to Tom. And then someone said, you should write about this because people would want to know. And then yeah. uh, the magazine came out and said, would you write? And I said, no one would want me to write. And I started writing regularly. And then um, I was sitting in, Chad's office, who is one of my mentors. And he said, what do you want to do? And I said, well, you know, I think I want to lead and, and do some other things. I want to be a public speaker. And I, you know, and he, and he said, are you going to ever write a book? And I said, I think I want to write a book, but I don't think I have it in me. And he said, of course, the book will be easy for you. He said, I'll never forget. The book will be easy for you, Tom. But he said, public speaking, you got to slow down. And I said, <laughs> yeah. And, so uh, so you know. did it? So so seriously though, did it just flow out or what? Because I mean, a lot of people think that they've got a book in their head, and then but to them, the value of sitting down and writing actually, right? I've always wanted to play the piano, right? Yeah. But I'm not going to go learn to play the piano. I don't have the I don't have you know the that kind of desire. But it's a similar thing with the book. So you you you're the first person to ask and you hit the nail on the head. Is what it really came down to is I was writing for many different people these 800 to 3000 word things. And I just sat down and started one day and it was not an easy task, it, you know, having two young kids and working a very, very aggressive pace. I think the year I wrote the book, I traveled 155,000 miles. So I would That's literally- a lot of playing time though, yeah. a lot of playing time. Yeah, but you know what? It's the funny thing is the playing time sometimes is the only downtime, right? And sometimes you want, that was my only disconnect time sometimes. So you're so, watching a movie. You're yeah, not the and, one that's with the laptop out working well, like all the so, rest of us. 
so it's not it's not the case. The downtime for me is is back to that research and reading. How so? What what I tell everybody who asks, and I'm not suggesting anybody emulate this because it's goofy sometimes. Is while everybody else is watching Netflix, I'm I'm reading or researching something. Yeah. And and that's my choice. Um, as I get older, I start to realize that maybe I should you know do a little bit more. But the book was very much plain time. But it was. Going back to actually handwriting, which is crazy because I don't handwrite anything, but just not writing crazy. Books. I'm a yeah. handwriter. So whenever I've got, whenever I'm writing something that's important, like for me, or it's something I need to get done quickly, I always go take it, take out a sharpie because you know the thing is that cursor that's sitting there blinking at you, it's like taunting you. Yeah, yeah. So I would write it out of plane. I would do things on the plane. I am. I am the, the, the epitome of the multitasker on the plane that will have an iPad open my laptop and watching the movie, if I, depending on the seat, because I just don't slow down. So I wrote the book. It took me a year, though. So what I tell people is if you're not committed to do it, you're not going to do it. And, yeah. Um, As with anything. Yeah. But, but I, I will tell you that it was hard to end the book because the book, my envision of the book was just to take all of the things I learned from other people and kind of encapsulated in a, a format that was easy to read in short bursts. And I remember I, I did work with an editor because I needed someone to edit for me. And, and I remember him calling me and saying, Hey Tom, you're never going to finish because you keep adding and changing. <laughs> so, and so it was like him going like, you can, we can do this forever or you have a, you have something that makes sense. I, he didn't know the industry. So it was really helpful because he read it and was like, I can understand the chapter. Uh, it makes sense. Uh, you know, and he did the grammar, the grammar and the proofing. And then we went and we did it. And it was um, super exciting. We were two weeks, uh, number one in business and retail and three weeks in retail on Amazon. And it was never about selling it. It was always about that. I think I've given away, um, actually, I know I've given away about 4,200 copies. So this was always about you know, trying to help people and trying to get information out. And uh, as you know, Amber, the LP community mm -hmm. is an interesting community. There are a lot of folks that like to bust chops. So nah. I heard no. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I am familiar yeah. with these people. <laughs> yeah. So at, at trade shows, people that I think of as my friends and I, I miss dearly would come up, can you autograph my book and take a picture? And then, you know, that's adorable. Why? Yeah, you know and, they were somewhere inside of them serious. But listen, yeah. I had a bet with some of them that you didn't write this book at all. It was just yeah. complete ghostwriter, okay? Yeah. So you're proving it wrong right no, here. We, we, talk LP. we definitely, definitely, I definitely had editing, but I will tell you that, and it, a, a, a quick secret if you want to know the secret, if you look at the LPM articles, you'll probably see that a lot of it is a continuation of things I wrote before. Um, and... Uh, I, I wish I wish that I had more bandwidth to write more and run through, but I absolutely uh, would, you know, the, um, the editor was amazing. Um, the guy didn't design the cover. Someone helped with that. Um, and the got, yeah, really you got to know what you're good at, you know, yeah. and the editing is painful. So yeah. that's a, that's a good, that's a good tidbit. You know, if you're out there going, you're going to write the book, you better be committed and have a good editor or you're, it's never yeah. going to get done. Yep. Yep. And, and, and our, and, in LP talk, there's a lot of things, especially with it related to an interview and interrogation where the editor is like, this is not, this is not the correct word. I'm like, no, that's definitely the word. It may not make sense to you, but that is definitely the word. So the editing at times was, was challenging because yeah. what we do is different um, than, than other things. And so, 
yeah, it was great. It was a great experience. I actually would recommend it from a personal experience. I'd recommend anybody that's thinking about it to just sit down and start because um, once you start, you, you do motivate it. But it was, it was a year long process of yeah. a lot of people. And I had a lot of people read it. And I, I will tell you, I, I'm so grateful for the responses from people that I said, hey, can you just read this and tell me what you think in the industry at all different levels? Um, and most, I think, the most gratifying thing is not, uh, has nothing to do with the selling of the book or anything is when someone I don't know reaches out on LinkedIn and says, I enjoyed it or has a question. And I think the most exciting is I got someone overseas that sent me a note and, and cool. um, you know, and it was really, 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 uh, it, that that's what motivates me. It also, listen, I also got some people that said they didn't agree with it, but the fact that they read it was just cool. Like I said, it's just awesome that someone took, you know, time. deep down, they're just wishing they wrote it. I, I might have said that. I might have said that to a few people. Like instead of busting my chops, like why don't you do it? Because some of the people that gave some, of, there are a lot of folks in the industry that are just geniuses. That if they just would sit down and do it, they'd really help a lot of people. I don't know about a lot, but I'll give you some of that. Okay, we got to get into this really quick because this is this is unique to Talk LP. It's talking tech with Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yes. loving this. Okay, this is important to me. I always read what you got going on because it hits home for everybody right and i can tell you if i get one more spam phone call on my cell phone i'm gonna freak a freak out okay tell me so my kid downloads a bunch of apps on my phone okay because i don't let her have her own and, and and for all of you parents out there good for you but look is that the reason i'm getting spam calls on my freaking iphone it is not. It is not. Why? So, why? How did they find me? And why? It's robocalling. Robocalling. They don't know you. Most of the time, they're just dialing a number and you're answering it. So hopefully you're- Why do they spoof my- They spoof my area code. They because, try to think that I- Oh, it's an Atlanta number. I need to get it. Because that that's the beauty of AI, right? They have a computer oh. that's going, I'm going to dial that person. And there's a lot of legislation about it. There are a lot of great apps What's out there. What's happening? Yeah, there are a lot of great apps out there that will help you block that. What the, are they the, free? Yeah, some are free, some are paid, some are are, are What do you have? You know, I don't use an app because I actually get so many calls from people that I don't have in my phone book. Yeah, just, that's my problem. Yeah, so that so but so I don't I don't go through. Well, a lot of these apps work in the in the principle of like ways they're crowdsourcing information. So if mm. you report a spam call and I report a spam call, they then validate that it's actually. How are you spam. reporting that it's a spam call? So these apps, well, the way they work is very similar to if you use the Ways app and you see a traffic event, the more people that hit it, the higher the, the act, you know, the higher the accuracy. So these apps work in the principle of known spam calls, right? So they, they basically, they scrape the internet for other people's websites. They probably, they probably shouldn't do that, but they, the places that report spam numbers and they put them in a database that allows you to go, this is definitely spam, right? It actually comes up on your phone. This is spam. Yes. And okay. Also, is that the difference? Cause I get some of those that say donate, yes. you know, it's spam. So, but then you, but do you go afterwards and block the call? Because if you don't, I don't, yeah, so you got to block I? them. Yeah, go uh, block my it. husband says that, but I can't. So I'm like, I don't have time for this. This stuff. I, I get it. You know I get what I'm it. It's, like, it's I'm just supposed to, supposed to scroll in there and block them every so single I block, number? I block calls, or you can take the other approach. Now, you, you know what? I, your daughter and my daughter are the same age. Sometimes I just have my daughter answer the call. 
<laughs> what if they say something terrible? They don't ever say anything terrible. They're always trying to sell a warranty to the car. Oh. They're always trying to run but through. Wait, okay, here, that leads me to another question. I've been wanting to ask you this forever. If you answer it, does that mean you're going to get more? It depends. Oh, you're like a lawyer. Come on. That's, so it's the same principle as a spam email, right? Like never respond to the email. If you respond to a spam email, like don't send me this, or you unsubscribe from, a, if a spam email has the unsubscribe button, a true spam email, not a, not a, not a constant a media email, contact, yeah, not, not a media email that comes from a retailer or your favorite store, but a true spam, like trying to sell you COVID-19 vaccines or things that aren't yeah. real. When I you, get some from GoDaddy. Yeah, it's so not GoDaddy. So GoDaddy, and this is the thing, and this is where it's a good, good topic is, Spam isn't all created equal, right? Like, so if you go to the store and you, you ever go to like the mall and see the car for free and oh, people go and fill that out. Yeah. If you fill that out and they call you, it's spam. But guess what? You told them to call you. Yeah. It's not the same as the robocaller no. that's just calling you. So the, the GoDaddy piece is they're, they're, uh, they're marketing and they're doing advertising. And for everybody that's on this call, no matter where, what you're doing, if you're on listening to the podcast, if you're watching the video, if you're on a call with someone that asks your, you, your phone number, when you give it to them, the expectation is they're going to call you back. They're going to put you on a list. I so, always give them my number, but one number off. So, so I feel bad for whoever has my number, but one so number we, off. Yes. So someone's getting a big So I think that the key. The someone little, out there is screwed. Yeah, and I don't yeah. know who it is. Well, you know what? I, I, you, the funniest thing of all is that you, you, if you're on the phone with someone and you don't want anybody to call you back, the best route is to do that. The other thing you can do, which is a really Is easy, to block it, you said. Block, block it. it. And then there's okay. another tip and easy trick is use a, a VoIP service that is free or near free. And anytime you do anything, use that phone number and have your real phone number for business but that's too much work yes it's too much work but if you're if you it, it depends so i get a spam call and i look at it if it says it's spam i block it if i answer and it's spam i block it afterwards i also have this thing that if someone's on the phone with me i don't want to be rude so if i answer the phone and they get me on the phone i'm never going to buy it from you but i'm not going to hang up on you i'm just going to say hey you know i'm not interested and i actually you know then i'll then i'll block it afterwards <laughs> but, but what uh, happened to the do not call list because my the parents call still list, say that. Yes, it does. You can put them on the do not call list. But the thing about robocallers is a lot of them are driven by overseas. And a lot of them are scams. A lot of them are nefarious in nature. And the reality is that there's legislation all that keeps coming up about robocalling. But I think the two-prong approach is if you download one of these apps, regardless of which one, and maybe you and I will do something and we'll talk. We can talk. I can send something out on what I would say is the best. The app requires you to, to take an action. And then you're just, all the apps are doing is, is identifying that spam earlier on. Unfortunately, it's the same way email was back when email, if you remember when we first got email, you just got inundated yeah. with spam email. It's the exact same thing. There isn't an easy way around it. There's legislation around calling cell phones. There's legislation around this. The sad part is legitimate marketing gets hurt by it because these legislations penalize the legitimate guys. So legitimate guys have to do much more. And you honestly, mentioned- I, honestly, I have no idea how direct, like cold calling people for an extra warranty on your car is actually successful anyway, right? But here's my question though, because me and you, we get so many phone calls from people that maybe not be in our, in our address book. And I love my little iPhone when it says, this may be, yes, amazing. And you're like, oh, amazing. okay, okay, great. 
but but then I have where I don't know, and sometimes they get me. You know, sometimes I'm like I, I'm like, God, and I I'm not as nice as you. I don't say sorry. I say you, yeah, right. So because I believed that because I picked it up, I'm even more screwed. You 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 are more screwed. So here's the the there is one dirty secret that you that requires work is. So you ever get a notice from your credit card company or from someone with their privacy updates and their yes. opt-in and opt-out? If you want, the way to attack this is opt out of everything where they share information because that what you, what you will normally find when you read these things, nothing is free, right? So any free service you give your phone number to is doing something with that number. And if you read deep enough, you're going to find it. But your credit card company, your insurance company will send you a privacy statement every year. And if you read it, First no all, one reads that. As I say, you know, I'm giving, I'm, I'm saying a prayer for you if you read it. But when you do read it, you will find in the fine print that they're telling you we're going to sell your phone number to third parties that we believe will benefit you. So, if the you problem really, is they loop that crap in with stuff yeah. that if you don't sign it, you're not going to get the car or the insurance exactly. or the whatever. So but I'm like, why read this anyway? I'm not going to get the car. I'm probably going to get a bunch of spam. Stuff. We we are in a connected world where the truth is today people can get your information. So it's the most important uh, advice I'd give oh. anybody is don't ever give anybody information. Don't ever give Don't sign anybody. up for the car in the mall. You're yes, not going to win no, anyway. Don't sign up for the car in the mall. You're not going to win it. Okay. And, 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 and this is, maybe, maybe you and I can do some stuff on this. If you read the fine print, the car isn't even the prize. It yeah. says. It yeah. says it. It no, says. It, yeah. it could be any so, number of these prizes. And guess what? They're, it's a tiny in. little geo metro. Exactly. And you don't it's, even know that. Yes. Don't do yep. that. And I'm a sucker for stuff like that because I always think I'm going to win. Okay, here's the other thing really quick. Now I'm getting spam text. Yes. It was really bad oh. during the politics, the yep. political season because my, no, my number is a Georgia number. Just block them. I get, okay, I can't just delete them? Block them. Well, you can delete them, but if you don't block them, they can happen again. Take the take the extra thirty seconds, and guess what? That number won't text you again. I actually well, got to text. You need to either invent or figure out how is to have something come up that's like <laughs> right there. Because what sucks is, and Apple does this on purpose, is that if the number comes in, you have to click the number, right? Then yep. you have to go to the eye, yep. and you got to scroll all the way down. I mean, it's seconds I don't have. Report reporting the spam. You're right. That is actually something we should call. We should call Apple. We should Make call it right now. Like Tim Cook and say, you, listen. When you swipe over to delete, it should say block. Delete yes. and then block, shouldn't it? Yes, it should. And so do you God. use on your iPhone? Do you have your unknown sender folder separate? So you have an option to do that. Did you know that? Oh, yes, messages? I do have that. Yes. But the problem then is I got people that I need to hear from that I don't yes, have them same, in my same, same thing here. Yeah. So I, I, I will tell you that I, in the last, so, so I have struggled with phones because pre COVID man, no one wanted to talk to anybody. Right. Can you remember like pre COVID it was like, we're going to text an email and I'll see you at the show post COVID. Everybody remembers like what it was like to talk to people because they don't have the interaction. Yeah. Or they're trying to get on video every five yeah, seconds. Yes. And video, I don't right? look like this every day, folks. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so we, the funny, it's so funny you say that because prior to this, everybody, you'd never see me on video. Now it's like sacrilegious, right? I'll get on a oh. call be like, Tom, are you going to start your video? I'm like, no, I know. Yeah, dude, go for it. Like I'm trying to eat my breakfast, but if you want to watch me. Look, guys are lucky. Okay. Because I get the, oh, Amber, we can't see you. I'm like, I'm not exactly camera ready. And I've worked from home for 20 years. I don't know. Right. And I mean, 
gone are the days, you know, where you're just like, look, I just, I just worked out. You don't want to, you don't want to yeah, see this. It takes a long time to do my hair. I'm telling yeah. you, so I, I get it. That's a lot of beard oil you got going on. <laughs> but All no, right. yeah. But People sometimes so it, it's the it's the new norm. So I hate the word the new norm because I think that's the wrong term. It's the norm. The new norm it doesn't exist anymore. We're evolving as we go. But video is a, uh, is the format. And then you know you know um, the the podcast audio is the format. But video is is more. We, we're connected, right? I can see you. I know that you're here. Um, so that is the future, and I think it will be the future for a long time. I think we're going to see more interactive audio and video. But shows coming. are coming back, Tom. Don't you yeah. think? And people don't like oh, yeah, absolutely. doing this. I mean, absolutely. they do in the in the absence of events. But yeah. most, I got to tell you, to be honest, I mean, those folks, now granted, this lasted a little longer than I had at first thought. But as anyone, right? Although yeah. there were some that were saying uh, 2022. But look, and then those are like, look, the trade shows are gone. We're never doing those. It's like, okay, can you just like relax They're gonna be different. I still want to share a drink with my industry friends. And it's not the same. I love my virtual happy hours, but it's just not the same. I think they're going to be different. I think, first of all- Like what? How? Everybody says that shit, and then they don't say how. I got it. So before I say that, let's give you kudos to your virtual event was the best virtual event. I would say you and LPRC's event were tied, honestly. Tied. I appreciate that. Tied because I, and, and I'm biased, right? I'm biased. Yeah, like, I, I don't I, so, believe you, but so, mine so, yeah. was better. So I like, I like you guys I'm both so rated. much. Yeah, it so I, I like you guys. It was, it was highly rated, LPRC. No, it, it, no, it, it was. Really, it I really, was there. It was good. Good both, content. Both, both, con- both from a content and delivery and people. It, look, it's not just one thing. It's got to be the content. It's got to be the technology. And it's got to be the people. If you, have, if you have two of the three, you fail. Yeah. So virtual conferences, here's, here's what my opinion is. Even your event that is amazing, it is hard to tie someone down for long periods of time in front of a screen because your brain goes, I got to do other things. So human interaction is coming back. I think it will come back. When I say it will be different is I think that the conferences will have to, in some cases, be shorter because people are now going to have different, I think companies are going to have different approaches with travel. I think we're going to have to accommodate for the fact that they're you know, space and allotting of that, no matter what, you know, you and I are going to run and hug each other, but everybody you, else might be like, uh, yeah, I was going to say handshakes. Are they back or not? So I, I was out, I was, I, I have done a couple customer visits and the first customer visit I did, they, sh- it was someone I knew and he shook my hand and the other yeah. person hugged me. And you know what? It, I don't, that's happened I, to me. So I, I will tell you that it's, I was weirded out a bit. It's kind of about, but it's kind of a respect thing. Like, you know, when you, when, when I see you, it's the, it's the odd kiss on the cheek thing. Like you, you don't always know who's who. So I know you, but it's the same thing. It's figuring out what the social norm is for that group, because there are some people that are offended if you don't at least extend your hand. And if you don't extend your hand, you have to kind of say, and I've done this now, like, Hey, I, you know, I don't know what we're supposed to fist do. You want to touch all You have fist, fist bump. bump. And, and, I, I, I'm good with the extending of the fist bump. I mean, look, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was a little, it's a little like, oh, no. like, I like you. I trust you. But, you know, do I the, know the, you the well enough to know that you wash your hands all day long? I mean, that's the, a little, that's a little intimate. I don't know. <laughs> the thing about a handshake, though, is, and this is what I say before, is 
wearing a mask and a handshake are two very different things. If I shake your hand, what do, I hate to say this, what I do the second I touch someone is I hand sanitize. By the way, I probably did that before because it's me. <laughs> like, I probably did that before. But the whole point is that like, uh, yeah, that's just the MO is like, if I shake someone's hand, immediately I'm going to clean my hand. And if they see me, it's not offensive. It's just, hey, I, it's just what it is. Yeah, you so, may, yeah, everybody's fine now with the fact that you may have germs. I'm actually stoked that masks are in style for airplanes because whoever wanted to be that weirdo, but now you're just the norm and you're an idiot if you're not wearing one. It's a wonderful thing. So I, I travel, so I've been to, to China and been all over Asia probably more than a dozen times in the past four years. And outside of the US, there are a lot of countries, not just China, where people wear masks. Yeah, and have the- for a while. Yeah, and, and then and we exactly. would see the TV or go over there. We'd be like, be what, like are what, the, "What are they doing? What are they doing?" That's the weirdest exactly. thing ever. But so here's the funny thing. I actually remember I was with a, 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 someone I work with in China, and she had a mask on, and she didn't wear it before. And I said, "So what's the deal with the mask?" And she said, "You don't, you don't understand. The mask is I'm not feeling well, so it's to protect you." She said, "The other mask outside is for pollution. You should wear that when you're in Shanghai and when you're in Beijing specifically. That's to protect you from pollutants." She's like, "Inside, it, you know, it's it's us." being respectful because we might have a cold we feel a little under and it's funny when she said that i'm like well it's, it, it clicked because she never wore a mask before that and that had been like the eighth time i met with her and she said so you know we as soon as we start to feel we put a mask on so we don't we don't get other people sick and it's different than the mask outside so with the with covid i was getting a lot of uh we chats and messages from my friends overseas of are you safe are you doing this they were giving me all the guidance and it was funny because they were ahead of the curve they really yeah. were. And they had been for a really long time. I, I got a care package from, you know, uh, one of my partners that, you know, I didn't know it was coming. I got this weird, you know, taped up package from DHL from China. And I'm like, I didn't order samples. What is this? And it was masks for my kids. And oh, he said, that's I know they're, nice. he said, I know it. Yeah. And he said, I'm really, I really am thinking of you. And so, I mean, it, it, it really goes to show that there will be a new norm. I think the new shows will have uh, more, more event driven content driven uh, and, and having more speaking i think booths are going to be different I, I think they're going to be set up in a more uh, virtual standpoint i my estimation is that the venues will be different too that there'll be more, more driving and entertainment i don't know this is where tom doesn't know and i don't know if you know amber Give we're talking to- tech with tom that doesn't know yeah yeah I, I i don't know what, what that's do you okay think anyone that says that they know is full of it because it's yeah, always it's changing and look i mean Look, I'm looking forward to not having the awkward kiss on the cheek. I yes. think that that would be something that is totally fine to go away for me yeah. because, you know, I don't, I'm always, I'm like, it's, it, I get the nice gesture, but it's yeah. always a little like, am I, do I kiss? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like exactly. an ass out hug. I don't, yeah. I don't know what's going on, but, but yeah, we went there. But look, yes. this has been fun. We got to have you back. I'm sure everybody's like, all right, already. But um, we'll have you back. Talking Tech with Tom. Talk LP News. We still didn't even get to the app. You like let's, the app. Uh, You're let's a talk about it. guy. Talk LP News. So, it, 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 so I think it's the only app of its kind, right? So um, that's what I would say is when you're talking about a news-driven app, there isn't another app out there for LP. And, and kudos to you. It, it looks good. It feels good. It's smooth. It's simple. Um, clean. It's simple. And, and what I would say is don't do what I did, right? I, I went to the website first and was like, Amber, this isn't an app. And then I'm like, oh, okay. Here's an app. And I have it on my it's, phone and I, and, yes. I, and I look at it. And, and you know what? I'm an information guy. I'm a news guy. But 
it, it's it's a great it's a great platform and it's easy to consume and it's free. So if you haven't downloaded it yet, I'm not sure You're why. You're crazy. Yeah, like why wouldn't you have downloaded it? So if you don't, just download it. And if you don't like it, delete it. But if you don't download it, you're, you're not gonna You're going to like it. Yeah. Dang. And we're always adding new stuff. We yeah. have moving up on there now. We also have gigs that are uh, job openings. So you never know what you're going to find. You all, We'll also have this podcast on there. And who Which knows is, what else? Yeah, Talking Tech it, yeah. with Tom. Who knows? It's good. Yeah. We're, it's definitely an app to download. And I think if, if you didn't download it yet, just download it. If you're yeah. listening to this and you haven't downloaded it, download it. No registration required. We're not yes. selling your stuff. I'm not going to spam phone That's call right. you. No right? phone number is being sold. None <laughs> of that is happening. Not talk out of LP. Well, thank no you, way. Tom. We really appreciate you jumping into the talk LP hot seat. And we will definitely have you back because I've got a million other questions. And, I, and we, now we feel bad for the person that's one number off from my phone number. Yes, the, the poor person. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Now, now I know why I could never get you when you first gave me your number, and it makes perfect sense now. <laughs> now you've got it. Now it says maybe Amber yeah. Bradley. All yeah. right, Tom, thanks so much. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Tweet us your questions at Let's Talk LP. And don't forget to download the app anywhere you have your favorite apps. All right, see you guys. Cause, cause, cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.